Hello everyone, this is Dulce. I am your host of Voice in Your Head. So this is episode 18 and the subject today is your family of origin and dysfunctional family of origins and the roles that kids and adults can play. So your family of origin are the people that you grew up with. So that would be your mother, your father, and your siblings. When we talk about a dysfunctional family, a dysfunctional family are family members who are unable to meet their emotional needs. They may lack boundaries. They may be abusive as well. So let's look at the addict. So there are roles in families, in a dysfunctional family. If we look at addiction, there are different types of addictions. Some can be diagnosable, others are not, but they reflect similar traits to addiction. So if we think of addictions, we can think of alcohol addiction, substance addiction. Ones that are not diagnosable are overworking or um, over-exercising, pornography, for example. So let's look at the typical family, a mother and a father. So if we um, have the father be the addict, let's give him the addiction of alcohol. So the dad has alcohol addiction. He is unable to meet the family's needs because he is in his addiction. He is emotionally unavailable for those in his family. His spouse is the enabler. So the enabler makes sure that the addict gets their need met. So what that means is that the enabler forgets about her own needs. Those are put on the back burner so she can help the enabler. She's scared to be without him. So the enabler plays a role as well for themselves because when we talk about an enabler, the enabler does things that she can get away with when the husband is in his addiction. So the enabler, or excuse me, the addict actually plays a role for the enabler. And when I point that out in family therapy, it's really difficult for the enabler to understand that they can do things that they can get away with. And so they have to be accountable as well. So the firstborn is usually called the hero or the golden child. The hero or the golden child is a person that aligns with mom and dad. So this person um, reflects the values that mother and father have. So if dad wants son to be a football star, son will be a football star. If mother wants her firstborn daughter to be a Uh, beauty pageant queen she will be so in the family the mother and the firstborn usually align together and they are able to um, argue and disagree with the addict the firstborn is looked as the prized child so they will not um they won't discipline the firstborn if they argue with the parents The firstborn, the um, golden child, usually has traits as achievers. Um, They're perfectionists. Um, They hide their feelings. Um, They're usually pretty independent. These individuals um, have pretty secure jobs because they had to be the adult in the family. 
So the second child is usually the scapegoat. The scapegoat is the one who the family says, if it wasn't for you, this family wouldn't be this way. Not true. Mom and dad are unable to manage their issues. So they put all the blame on the second child, the scapegoat. The scapegoat you'll see as a person who is delinquent in school, who usually has some time of some type of substance abuse or alcoholism. They are at high risk for early pregnancies as well. One of the great things about the scapegoat is that these are very artistic people. In fact, they have such an open mind. They're beautiful people, and yet they are put in a place in their family of origin that they will never achieve because the firstborn already has that spot. So the scapegoat automatically goes into that role. The third child is usually the um, lost child. So the lost child is one who, if you can picture a child with their hands or arms crossed and looking in dis- at disgust at their parents, um, because they want nothing to do with that family. They think that their family is so overwhelming that they will do anything to stay away from them. And they're called the lost child because they are usually isolated on purpose. They don't want to be with the family. It's too much. So these individuals um, are usually called the lone wolves. You know, they're the ones that do things on their own. You may see them on the corner smoking. You may see them maybe by themselves in the library. Um, sometimes they bec- they can become victims of um, perpetrators because they're so isolated that their parents are unaware of where they are or what they're doing on the computer. The parents are so involved in their issues that They don't have time for that child, and that child becomes pretty independent. So that's one of the traits, the good traits of of being um, a lost child, is that you're good alone. You can manage life pretty well because you had to. So the last role we look at is um, the mascot. The mascot, if you can think of, um, if you go to a football game and you see the mascot, what do they do? They rile up the family, right? Or the... um, people watching the game. Um, That's what the mascot does in the family. Um, They become the joker. They um, don't like those feelings that come along in the family. They want to alleviate those feelings. So what they do is they will um, make sure that everyone is happy. So they'll come into the room and they'll be, hey, everyone, how's it going? And when I see someone who responds that way in a group, I kind of wonder, is that, did that person play the mascot in the family? So the mascot, though, can also be cruel because the jokes that the mascot makes can be hurtful. They are unable to really be direct. They can be passive aggressive. Um, the uh, mascot is is childlike as an adult. Um Interestingly, though, they really value possessions. So the possessions that they have mean a lot to them. And it's something that can be a form of control, possibly. 
So that is uh, the episode, family of origin and um, dysfunctional families and the roles that can be played. I thank you for listening to this podcast and this episode. I hope my voice is in your head. Bye-bye.